This is the Tailored Transformations Podcast, where you will hear relatable transformation stories from our personal clients that will inspire you to create change in your own life. My name is Cody McBroom, and I am the founder and CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online fitness and nutrition coaching company, and I am proud to introduce the host of our Transformation Podcast, Ariel DeAmper. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Taylor Transformation Podcast. I'm so excited. We have a one of our amazing clients on today, and she's actually been a client for almost two years now. Um, this is Casey, and it's so cool because Casey and I actually were familiar with each other prior to her um, coming on to TCM. So um, Casey, before we get started kind of on talking about your journey, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you? Thanks, Ariel. Yes, I'm Casey. I live in Gilbert, Arizona. It's 120 degrees. And I wish I was <laughs> embellishing, but I think we broke a record yesterday for the most days in a row, over 110. So it's a dry heat, but it's intense and oppressive. And um, yeah, I've, I'm 34. I've, um, I'm a mom. It's my favorite vocation. And uh, my girls are nine and seven. I'm married to my college sweetheart, and um, I have a very blessed life. Oh, my goodness. You are this one of the sweetest humans I've ever encountered. Um, thank you so much for sharing all that. That's incredibly warm, toasty, that weather there. I can't imagine. So when, how long have you lived there your whole life? Yeah, I've, I've had... Um, I, so I grew up in one house. My parents got married in the early 80s, and... Uh, the house they live in right now is the same one I was like born into. So oh my goodness. Yeah. It, very kind of strange actually for Arizona. Most of the time there are a lot of people that transplant here. Mm -hmm. um, my parents moved here in the eighties and um, I moved out of that house to go to college, but moved back in when I got engaged. And then my husband and I um, bought a house together. And so I've really only lived in one place my whole life, except for when I got married and then we, we live now in Gilbert, but that, that part was in Phoenix. So, oh, okay. That's so cool. So you joined, you started working with TCM in the fall of 21. Where were you at in that season? Like the couple of months before prior, like what made you inquire, reach out? Where were you at as far as like your relationship with food, your goals, what you were working towards and all of that? Yeah. So I've been, um, a kind of a, I would call myself like a huskier athletically built person. Um, that person from a young age that was always seen as, um, the reason why I didn't look like some of my skinny friends or, um, was because I was just, I played basketball. I played volleyball. Um, so my body, at least what I was told was just, that's just the way your body is genetically. Um, and so, because I didn't love the way my body looked, I started dieting at a young age, like as young as 12, I remember being in that space. And so I kind of, there's a lot of history there, but essentially I tried everything that would come on the scene. Um, even if um, friends were doing it, if it was uh, just avoiding food altogether and going through periods of not anorexia, but just, you know, that whole cycle of like, I'm going to be good and then avoid food and then eat like a couple of things a day. And then eventually like hunger takes over and your brain decides to do what it's wired to and it, it eats. And so 
I would go through periods of that for years, um, finding diets along the way, whether it was like the HCG low calorie type or I don't know, eat this um, maple syrup and uh, detoxing tea or rather. Um, and Those, so, yeah, like I would say that the first, if I were to call it like a healthy diet, I found was like a whole 30 was uh, towards like 2017 ish. And that was actually, um, I did that for the purpose of trying to um, find a healthy way to eat that could have a byproduct of weight loss. Like, so I ended up doing that. And then because of the space that aligns from Whole30 into like the paleo lifestyle, I found ketogenic eating from paleo because they like are always fighting with one another. And so I started eating ketogenic and lost a ton of weight doing that. Um, because of that, that was in like 2018 from then to about 2020, 2021, I was eating ketogenic, but, um, I didn't know then what I know now. I, I realized it was a calorie deficit with intermittent fasting, um, which just made me eat less in a shorter window. Um, I just, but I, I can't tell you, like, I don't know if you've ever immerse yourself in that space like the people find it like dogma like you have to eat that way and it is this way or no way um and because it was you know quote like successful for me I thought okay I found my thing this is going to be what works and um and then when I I was just convincing myself that I didn't miss the things like fruit and um you know, like, uh, I don't know, rice and oatmeal and like the things I do like, but I would, I would like trick myself. You don't really like those. Like you feel so good when you're just flying high on ketones and stuff. Um, so I, I think what ended up happening too, like I, I found you through another space, like where I was trying to heal relationships with food that I always thought were off limits. And then because of that, you became a tailored, um, coach and, then I like found tailored coaching method and then started listening to Cody and he just had a ton of content that just completely upside down what I thought was what dogma like uh, with ketogenic way of eating. And so in 2021, when Brandon met me uh, online, he had to he had like a really tough job because I had a really poor relationship with carbohydrates. Like the entire macronutrient itself was off limits to me when I sent him my current macros, Oh, which I should back up all the weight I lost on keto. I eventually put back on because I went into binge eating cycles of like eating off limits food because I didn't know how to eat that without having it become a, a complete disaster. So, um, I gained all the weight back and then some. And so by the time I, you know, got on, um, you know, tailored with Brandon, I had weight to lose. And I also had a ton of mental health to restore. So he had a lot of things to, you know, it was where I was worried about it. I kind of felt bad. I thought there was, I thought I was too much. Like he's, he just wants to help me lose weight. He doesn't need to know all these intricacies and God forbid he, has to feel bad. I don't want anyone to feel bad for me. I just felt like you've said before, like broken, just there's something wrong with me and maybe I'm too broken for this. And yeah, uh, yeah it just, it was a hard space to, 
to tell him how bad things were with my relationship with food. And I kind of had to trust him to re like, well, to reteach me. Yeah. Um, I appreciate all of your like openness and vulnerability. And I know that so many women are going and just people in general, not even just women, um, but people are going to relate to this, like going through dieting cycles, right? Excuse me. And I've been through all the ones like, I remember one when I was younger, it was like, it was like a Hollywood juice and I bought it at Walmart and it was like, you would just drink this juice for 48 hours and then have a salad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That one didn't work. Or like the ones with the colored bins where like you could have the certain amount of food that you like shoved in the mm-hmm. little colored bin. And I remember like trying to pack as much in there as I could and never really understanding the like nuance of nutrition and macros and calories and how our bodies worked. And ultimately dieting and binging and dieting and overeating and dieting and I'll start Monday and dieting and white knuckling it and every weekend and just feeling miserable and like hanging on by a thread and then saying it's not worth it. And then why am I trying? And then I'm feeling bad about myself and then not being confident and wanting to hide in pictures and hating putting a swimsuit on and then back and forth and then thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm broken. And then, like you said, a lot of those diets are very like dogmatic and like cult like, (laughs) and then swinging from the that side of uh, the pendulum to the complete other side where I'm like, okay, maybe it's just like intuitive eating, food freedom, quote unquote, like that space. Uh, um, and just like, I'm just going to accept where I'm at. Well, I'm a normal human with a normal brain that's going to get urges until the day that I die. And if I like urges, I always say like urges always end. They end in one of two ways. You sit with it or you eat. Like, I mean, and your urge can be for a multitude of things, right? Like shopping, gambling, drinking, eating, whatever it is, anything that lights up your brain's reward system. Like our brain has one reward system. It doesn't have a separate reward system for drugs, for alcohol, and then one for food and one for shopping. It just has a reward system and anything that lights it up, it's going to be pushed to do it again. It's our job to use our discernment, our prefrontal cortex and say like, okay, but that's probably not the best option for me. Well, when you kind of just swing into this, like, pleasure, hedonic eating, I'm going to give in all of my urges, then generally rapid weight gain happens. And I, like you, like you said, like, I'm like, wow, I must be really broken. I can't Mm -hmm. diet and I can't be on this end. And it it was, it was so hard. And I remember finding Cody's podcast. It was uh, end of 2020. Um, It was after I had my daughter and I just aligned with so much of what he said. And I love how he spoke to like the values and everyone being an individual. And I just, I would go on runs and I would just like binge listen to his podcast and deciding like, okay, let me give this a try. And um, I just reached out to him actually for mentorship. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, then ended up joining the team and finding that balance that I was really searching for. I think there's a misconception out there that like, when you release the rules, balance will just naturally happen. And it's like, eh. and then I like studied our brain a little bit more. And I learned, no, our brains are actually meant for binary thinking, like black and white, all or nothing mentality. That's our natural program. It's if you think about it in a primitive state, like it's very smart for our brains to go. These blueberries, they're bad. They're poison. I'm not going to take a chance. I'm not going to have them. This is bad. This is good. This is how my, like where I get love and belonging. This is my family. This is my people. This is dangerous. Like having those absolutes gives a greater sense of certainty 
And as humans, like we have a foundational need for certainty. And so like having that black and white certainty is going to be where our brain naturally goes. It makes it the easiest, the black and white, all or nothing on and off, binge restrict kind of thing. Finding balance takes work, right? Finding that. So like, what do you think like helped you the most in like having this place where you're, you know, at your goals and um, feeling like you're having a better relationship with food, carbohydrates specifically, because we all love some fruit and oatmeal. Um, So was there anything like pivotal that helped or shifts that you made during that time? I had to trust the process. Like Brandon had to keep telling this to me over and over again. You can't, I couldn't speed up time. Um, I couldn't learn lessons like with, in theory, like I had to go through the things I, I, so for example, when I started eating carb, so when Brandon started with me, he actually started me on, um, what do you call it? Your priming phase. Right. So Mm -hmm. I already, but I was overweight already. And so I had to trust like, okay, excuse me. Like you want me to start with, uh, eating more food and you want me, cause he had to revert almost reverse or at least find out where my maintenance was. So I had to, I had to do this for three months before I was allowed to go into a cut. And during that time I had to trust, he knew what he was doing and he was laying down a foundation, not just for weight loss. But he knew because he can see the entire thing because he's the professional and he's been doing this. He can see actually what I can't see at the end. Like he actually can see Casey, you know, what you guys are calling 2.0, mm-hmm. like down the road. Um, but I can't see her. I actually don't even know if she exists. Like I've actually learned for years that that might not actually happen. And so I had to just believe in you know, you, you do need to, um, I need you to eat this. I need you to track. And also I had to break the whole tracking is also off limits. You shouldn't be tracking your food, um, because that's disordered and you shouldn't weigh yourself every day. Like when he met me, he asked me to do things I had been told, don't ever do that again. And so that I had to trust that too. I'm like, am I, am I doing something that's going to make this even worse? And, and so I think the biggest thing for me was just trusting the process, enjoying the journey and not getting caught up in the all or nothing thinking and perfectionism that many of us have as clients of TCM. It's just put us all in a room. I bet we're all type, many of us at least are type A. We are, we're result driven, but we're learning to love the process too. But many of us just want to have such control over, um, our outcomes. And then we put so much pressure on ourselves when we have so many external factors out of our control. So, um, navigating life on top of it too, was important to me to, to realize I can't just stop becoming, or, you know, stop being a full-time working parent. And, um, I have a husband and we have just many things that also have to happen at the same time. And so the process for me, while it took longer, I'm at a place now, like where, Brandon knew I, I existed in 2.0 fashion. I, I really do feel like I've arrived, but it's not a destination. It really at the beginning felt that way. Like it's the before and after, but it's just the before and the rear view mirror, but like, you're still in this like journey of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful. Um, so, so grateful to be here with this, like this 
person I'm sitting in right now. I still don't even recognize it. When I look at pictures, it's baffling to me to see. And it wasn't something done overnight. I don't know when it happened, when I just realized like, I actually live in that body. That's, that's me. That's whoa. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is like, it's just like tugging on my heartstrings. And I hope so many people that are listening as well, where it's like, there's nothing to describe that feeling of just like genuinely being so confident and feeling empowered and loving the person that you are like, and how you show up in this world. And like you said, there's different dogmas and beliefs where it's like, oh, don't step on the scale. Don't weigh yourself every day. Don't use this. And I'm like, that's not freedom. That's a prison. Like Mm -hmm. feeling that I can't use something that it's like, I don't have the mental capacity to look at a number. Like avoidance is not a good coping mechanism (laughs) that just leads to more anxiety. Right. And to be able to say like, no, I'm choosing to do this. And this is the result. I'm no longer playing the victim card. I'm no longer a byproduct of my circumstances or situation. And I think that's so beautiful and so empowering. And so thank you for like sharing that story and just, you know, like you said, trusting the process. And as far as like the journey is concerned, it is something that we cultivate love for on the way. Mm -hmm. I remember in 2021, um, that year, it was just so transformational for me where I like decided to like, no, I'm, I'm going to choose to do this. I'm not like a byproduct of my circumstance. I can choose this and this is freedom and this is autonomy and this is choice. And so I mean, I was like, wow, like this has been the best year of my life. And then I decided to keep pursuing this 2.0 version of myself, right? Like I, I was like, okay, let me step up. Let me get better. And then 2022 happened. And I was like, oh my goodness, this was the best year of my life. Like, I was like, no, it's this one. And then we're six months, seven months into 2023. And I was like, this is the best year of my life. And I was like, I paused earlier this year. And I was like, I think I'm just going to come to the belief that every year is going to keep getting better. Like, of course, challenges are going to come. Like you said, life, circumstances, things outside of it. But as long as I keep showing up for myself in this way, like I'll keep making myself proud and keep and keep evolving as we go through. And so I love that. So how would you, I guess, well, there's two questions I have. One, how would you describe your relationship with food and your body and all of that right now? Um, indifference. And so with food, it, it's, it, uh, I don't know for someone else, like, I think you can relate to this, that it's food used to consume me, the obsession, not not necessarily to eat it, but just, I would look up recipes. I would, um, think about while eating breakfast, what I'll have for dinner, not lunch. Cause I had already planned that out. Like the day before I, everything was meticulously tracked and weighed, but the precision was so crippling at times. And, but this was before doing it, you know, with, with you guys, this, yeah. but, and then, when I would eat like, okay, donuts, mm, like, yum, yeah. like donuts. Right. But like the way I think about donuts now, so just donuts, then it was get a few of them because I wasn't sure which one I wanted. And I would like, this is somewhat embarrassing, but I would eat, I would eat many donuts at once and I wasn't hungry, but I didn't want to like, not have them while they were fresh or like I wouldn't do it again because it diet starts tomorrow. Um, and I don't know the, 
I'm going to eat donuts. So now I have, if I want a donut, I'll eat it, but I can't believe I don't want donuts. It's not like, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. I don't about it. And I think the, the part that changed the most was because of like thinking of myself of who I wanted to be. Like, I want to be a person that is um, confident in their body. Don't, doesn't even think about really what it looks like. Um, not going to hide behind my kids or a pillow on the couch. I envisioned that. And then I think it was the book um, Atomic Habits where he, he talks about this. It's make decisions and then put a point on the person that you want to become. And then if, if you don't do the thing, it takes away from that person. And so I just kept envisioning that, even though I didn't know if it existed. And then all of a sudden, I just have such indifference towards food when I used to have such obsession about it. And it's like, what happened? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Being over time. I mean, I might, if I had a donut in front of me, I wouldn't eat it because it's not, it's a bad food. I wouldn't eat it because I know that's going to make me feel super grungy and not good. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. And people, I feel like this is one of those things where like people listening, I'm going to be like, if you know, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, I totally understand. And I've been there. I've eaten a, a box of donuts in one sitting, like one shot. And I'm like, oh, that was like, I could eat more. Like that's absolutely insane. And I'm not even hungry. And I totally feel the same way now. Even when people ask me, they're like, Get, what are some recipe ideas? And I was like, I don't know. I just throw some stuff in a bowl. Like I just try to keep it simple and easy. And of course I enjoy my food. Um, and I think there's a, there's two things that come to mind when you were talking about that shift. I think one, it's when it's like, there's a difference between extracting pleasure from your food. Like I eat an apple that's pleasurable. It's good. I enjoy it. There's another thing when you're pleasure seeking in food. So like I'm going to the donut because I am seeking that pleasure because the rest of your life is like white knuckling it and miserable. And we all need pleasure. Like everyone's brain is going to drive them towards pleasure. And so when, like you were saying, like you were describing your life, like I just feel joy. I feel fulfillment. I feel happiness. Like I'm really enjoying the quality of my life. And when you have that fulfillment and joy in your life, when you eat food, it's just a pleasurable experience. You're not needing to seek out pleasure and being like, oh, I need these donuts to like give me a quote unquote like high from it kind of thing. And I think that's like um, a piece of it there. And then also the other aspect of it is just like your value, like valuing yourself, like self-care, like that it to me, like you're saying that what you were saying was like the epitome of self-care and self-trust. Like mm -hmm. I care about myself, my body, I respect me. I'm not like a garbage can. Like I want to feel well. I want to have energy for my girls, for my husband, for my life, for my work. And that is so beautiful and so stinking cool to like experience and hear you um, articulate and all of that. So thank you for sharing. And like when we talk about all of these things, have you seen it impact other areas of your life um, aside from just your relationship with food? Um, sorry. Yeah. Like, um, yes, it's, um, you mentioned self-care and, um, it's hard for me to take care of myself and not, um, I don't think from a place that I don't value, like, I know I'm a valuable person. I'm a woman of faith. So I know I'm beloved. I, I know this, um, but I have a lot of taking care of to do in my life. I have, um, I work full time. I'm, I'm a physician assistant and I, 
I have the best job in the world. I love what I do. And um, that I'm grateful for. I get to go to work every day and serve people and uh, in an area of medicine that I'm passionate about. And I come home and I've got my beautiful daughters who are healthy and smiling and truly gifts. And, um, and but um, my husband and uh, his struggles for years and his health, um, he's survived cancer twice. He has, and we're young, you know, he's 34 too. Um, he's because of a lot of complications from treatments, he's been unable to eat food like a normal person. He relies heavily on feeding tube feeds. Um, and at times he has to go on something called TPN. And it re has required over the years a lot of, um, of caregiving. And so I just, uh, if there's anybody who takes care of a lot of things in their life, don't forget about yourself because... That is so true. You have to put on your mask first. Everyone would tell me this and people in my life that love me, they, they ask me how I'm doing, but they also know that, uh, they also know that I probably will tell them, um, that things are fine. Like I can candle it and I can, um, but I know self-care is one thing that, uh, I pretend I don't need, um, but I didn't realize how much of this was self-care, how much putting this as a priority over the last almost two years has really changed my perspective on taking care of things that I need to do for myself because it's made me a better mom and a better wife and a more patient wife and a more patient mom. Um, it's trickled into how I take care of patients. Um, is like I'm sorry Ariel it's just uh... no I thank you so much do you know how many times I've cried on podcasts like let me tell you I cry, I cry all the time it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's beautiful it just shows like to me it's such a beautiful thing because it shows like how much it has changed you right and like that level of emotion that level of like impact life change and to hear you express it to know you a little bit more as well like kind of behind the scenes right and to know those things it's like I'm so proud of you and I am so happy for you and I am so proud of you for prioritizing that and I know as women as moms as you know employees and and ones that help others like you're in the service industry it's not easy like like similarly to you, um, I know there's been days where like work has been busy and Gabby is like, I don't even know she's doing something. And I'm like, I don't have time to work out today. And my husband will literally stop and be like, no, go work out or like, go, like, go, like, go. And I'm like, I don't, I just, I feel bad. I don't want to leave you here with her. There's all this, and he goes, he literally looked, I will like, I have this ingrained. So he was like, he looked at me, he goes, you're just like a different person after you like take care of yourself. So like, can you go take care of yourself? And we'll just take the happy energetic version of mom when you get back. And I was like, okay, you know, and just like, I remember that so vividly because I was like, you're right. Like I show up better as a wife, as a mom, as you know, a, a coach in every facet of my life when I do take care of myself and I do feel this fulfillment and joy and freedom and energy and happiness and self-care and like you, like being a woman of faith and just, I hope everyone knows that, you know, you're worthy, you're valued, all of those things. And we can say those things, but it's different to take care of yourself in that way every day. And to know that you're worth like 
this is what I like to reframe it as like you're worth the work you're mm-hmm. worth the work showing up for and like so many of my girls have shared as well like doing their weekly check-in is like such a touch point that's like you know, I have to send my check-in in and it's like a moment of like reflection. It's a moment of, there's a reason I have a coach. Like clearly I've done 15 competitions. I'm a coach myself. Like I know what to eat. I know what to do, but I have a coach and my husband is so supportive of that as well for the same reasons. I need someone to check in with. I need someone to like, you know, kind of just like, I, I enjoy being held to that standard. I enjoy taking a second to reflect on my week and how I'm doing physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, what my goals are, what I'm working towards to make sure that I'm feeling that high level of fulfillment. Because being a woman in our world today that feels confident, fulfilled, empowered, freedom, autonomy, and like control of their life. And like that, like, holy crap, you show up differently. And, you know, though, I think we look back on situations in our life and, you know, every decision and thing has unfolded to bring us where we are today. And there's been a lot of like harder times. Right. And I always say, like, I wouldn't choose it. Like if I could go back, I don't think I would choose to go through the turmoil, but I wouldn't change it either. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. change it because I learned so much through that process And so I appreciate you for sharing, like I said, your openness, your vulnerability. I am so proud of you. I know like I have goosebumps and I'm encouraged and motivated by this. So I can only imagine the people that are listening are feeling the same way. I know it's easy. Like we were chatting before we started podcasting and we were like, it's so easy to feel broken and to feel like what's wrong with me. And so to hear any woman's story that you can somewhat relate to and realize like, wait, maybe there isn't anything wrong with me. Maybe I just need a little bit of a support and a different approach, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I'm so thankful for the community that's here and of like-minded people and the coaches who talk to each other. Like you had mentioned before the podcast too, you just, you all collaborate. So if there's something that's hits home with one client, if you had not had that with someone already before, you know, you can reach out to one of the others to do it. And I don't know, it's just, it's so neat. I like that a lot that you guys have. We are definitely a community and a like support system and everyone has different knowledge and life experiences and how interconnected we are. I think that's like such a beautiful blessing because you really get the brains and the experience of not just one, but like nine, 10 of us. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just such a, and it it is, it genuinely is a family um, where uh, it's just like being a part of the family where, you know, you're just getting better. So I don't know where we go from here because like, I feel like now Casey and Ariel, like we're like on level 3.0, (laughs) 4.0. I don't know. We'll be like the iPhone. Like this is Ariel 15. Like this is where we're at. So we keep getting better. Um, So thank you for sharing um, just more about your story. You um, giving some encouragement to our listeners. I think if you had to kind of share like your overall experience with TCM in like 30 seconds, however, your experience, how it changed your life, what would you say? I would say it is worth it. The, uh, the value that they give is beyond like way beyond what I expected. And, um, if I knew where I would be now back then, almost two years ago, 
it would it would have been a no-brainer even though then like it was like this unknown like I'm not sure I just want anyone who's even on the edge of wondering is it worth it like it is one and then what do you have to lose you have so much to gain um you don't even know what you have to gain like you probably don't think it's possible if I can do it I anyone can it's it seriously has been the most not painless, but like simplest process doing the simple things over and over again. Um, nothing complex. It's actually so simple. It gets um, unbelievably crazy to look back and be like, I just did the same things over and over again and tweaked a couple of things here and there, but really, gosh, it, it is so simple. Don't, don't uh, complicate it. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm laughing because I, 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 you know, I went through similar phases, but so many of the girls, I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Am I missing something? I don't even feel like it. Like I might, can you check this one more time? And I was like, no, that's it. Like you got it. <laughs> so anyways, uh, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful story, Casey, and your heart with us all. Um, if anyone's interested in getting signed up with coaching or just like giving us a call. Like it, that's really all that it started with for you. You were like, let me just at least call, talk to it. I remember you have to tell them like when you called, um, what happened when you, when you initially called? Oh, okay. Well, when I called, I was surprised to hear it with Cody on the other end. I'm like, Oh, this sounds just like the dude on the podcast. Oh my gosh. It's Cody one. And then second, I was going over with him, everything that made sense to me on, um, you know, this is, my history. He had a, it was a very long conversation too, which I also felt like, I can't believe he's taking this time um, to do this. And I told him I had known Ariel. I'd found his company through Ariel and, uh, and he used that knowledge, but then the, the coach he chose for me was Brandon. And he's like, I, you're going to like Brandon. He's got a cool accent. Do you is. love his accent? It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I know he will like giggle, but like his, he just does. And then not only his accent, but his, his just, um, what do you call those? Like, a his catchphrases just come out. Like legend. Like how yeah. he says that. Yeah. Legendary Brandon. And so I just thought that's even tailored too. I told, I literally uh, said like the likely choice, right. To be my coach and, <laughs> And I think the one of the things that he had said that I would, uh, you know, Brandon is because he, he's sciencey. I'm a physician assistant. I was, I had a ton of knowledge and like hormones and things. And like, that was one of his fortes that he um, thought that I would align with. And also the, the mental stuff around food. But I thought, yeah, yeah it was to have that um, even from the very beginning. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for saying, because like um, Casey had told me she was like, I didn't know Cody was actually going to answer. And sometimes it will be him. And sometimes it'll be one of us as coaches, but he will definitely, you know, take the time to answer those. And he's sent like quite a few of our clients as a whole, like just little personalized videos. I know one of, one of my clients told me, she was like, I got an email from Cody, but I just like assumed it was one he sent to everyone. It was like, kind of like, not like spam, but like, just like a mass email. And she goes, but he said my name and he talked about me. And I was like, we definitely talk about our clients to each other and connect. And so if you're interested on in talking, you don't know who you're going to get. You might get Cody, you might get me, you might get one of the other coaches, but if you're interested in hopping on the phone and just kind of like expressing where you're at, what your issues are, what you're struggling with. Um, and that we will let you know how we can help. So the link will be in the description box below. If you guys have any questions, 
don't hesitate to reach out to DM me or the TCM page. Um, and we hope that you guys have an incredible rest of your day and we will see you guys next time. 